0: The pale men on the ships were frightful, most of them thin and poorly built. Several of them looked sick. Kaiman, the son of a healer from Muhammad's village, refused to go into the hole they pushed him toward. With his arms still tied behind his back, the proud youth was beaten on the legs and shoulders with clubs until, bruised and bloody, he crawled. "'into the hold. "'The seamen pointed their boomsticks toward the sky "'and made them boom. "'One by one, the captives were pushed below deck "'where others were waiting to chain them down. "'When it came his turn, Mohammed felt the terror swell in his chest "'and fill his throat. "'It was all he could do not to scream out "'as he was pushed roughly against another man.' "'Men tore at their bindings, "'ripping the skin from their wrists "'as they pulled themselves toward the grating. "'He had never been trapped like this before. "'Never had anything hold him captive. "'He wondered about those who had already died, "'wondered if the long march to the ships "'had killed them, or the beatings, "'or if it had been something from within. "'As he wondered the sea pounded against the rolling ship and the boards of the ship groaned in complaint. He closed his eyes and looked into himself and tried to speak, but no sound came. He gathered what moisture he could from his parched throat, licked his lips and whispered a vow to himself that he would live. Sometimes, The older men would cry out in their sleep as they tried to ease the sores that came from lying in one position too long. But there was no place to turn, no room to move in their prison. There were men from many different peoples chained together. Those who, like himself, were followers of Islam often prayed. Some talked about what might become of them. Most of them, thought they would be killed. And a foolish boy even thought he would be eaten by the white men. Muhammad did not think he would be eaten. He didn't want to think of what would happen to him. The second man and the third died on the same day. Sometimes, if he held his knees high, the shackles wouldn't rub against the raw spots on his ankles. And for this, He thanked Allah. They were fed once a day, and given water twice a day, in the mornings and just before sunset. A small, wide man with few teeth came down and gave each a drink from a cup he dipped into a bucket. Some men tried to bite him, and he would kick them and not give them water. He thought of Saran, his mother, and of Odebe, his father. He did not know if they were alive or dead, if the screams he heard on that dark night had come from their sweet lips. At first, they filled his mind each day. Now, he saw their faces, their eyes, their hands that would say so much to him with a touch. He thought of his mother thinking of him, wondering where he was, and his eyes filled with tears. In the ship's hold, he heard men from near his home and from far away. And when he was taken on deck to jump around, as he was told, he saw that there were women on the ship as well. The few moments each day on deck were a small joy that made the darkness of the hold even worse. From the deck of the ship, there was nothing to be seen but water. Muhammad looked about, hoping to glimpse a tree or a mountain or even some small piece of earth in the distance. But there were only clouds, drifting white beasts in the cold and distant sky and the endless sea. He remembered stories of Abu Bakir, the king...